Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. Shooting the shit for two hours, drinking beer and talking beer. What a wonderful experience. Can we not have the barf bucket near my mixing board? <laughs> I think everybody could read the book. I knew you were going to use this book as an excuse to quit doing this show. <laughs> Mrs. Bub, if you want, I can mail you the bub timer. Yeah, Newcastle. Especially in the can. Have you ever had it in the can? <laughs> no, I have not had it in the can. <laughs> I closed my eyes and I concentrated really hard. Now, live from the Brewing Network Studios in Northern California, this is the radio program for home brewers, craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with... Well, Expert drinkers, this is the radio program with a head on it. This is The Session. Welcome, welcome, one and all. This is the session here on a beautiful Monday night in downtown Concord, California. And with me is Sean O'Sullivan. Hey there. How are you doing? It's beautiful out there. You're right. It's a wonderful night in Concord. It's a nice day. Well, a nice evening or whatever it is. There's people out in the park. There wasn't any place to park out front in my usual spot. I'll talk to you about that after the show. <laughs> you complain um, about it? Yeah. I Somebody, spray paint it, but every time they you know, they pay over. Well, so we're going to have to talk about that in the post-show mm-hmm. meeting. You can tell when it's starting to get really nice in the Bay Area and we're sort of moving towards the, the springtime. It's still it's March. Uh, happy March, everybody. Yeah. When like I get in the car to come out here and I, I, I put my sunglasses on and like in Instantly, five minutes later, after I needed them, like yep. desperately, it, it's dark. <laughs> I got <laughs> to swap my glasses out again. Well, the sun does go down guy. faster here. It shuts yeah. right down. Yeah, it does. And that's yeah. why I will never leave, because that really excites me a lot. <laughs> there you go. Uh, welcome to the show, everybody. We have Comrade Brewing from Denver, Colorado. David Lynn is going to be joining us here on the second uh, part of this wonderful show that we call... The session. The session. And uh, comrade, man, they won uh, two gold medals at GABF last year. They do, they're doing well. And small brewing company of the year. That's a big deal. Yeah, really. And uh, so I'm excited to talk about that. I'm excited to talk about a lot of their sort of non-beer slash business stuff that they're doing as far as, uh, you know, retaining employees and being nice to their employees and all that kind of give back stuff. It's good. To be I like nice. it. Yeah, it is. It's good. Um, I might leave because I haven't won the Small Brewery <laughs> of the Year Award and uh, oh, man. just pure jealousy. <laughs> so if I just leave, you'll be okay with that, right? 
Yeah, I'll be you, fine. You got man. this. You got this. Sure. Why not? Hey, if, what, so what's going on? You've been sick. Yeah, bro. I was sick. Um, Your whole family is sick. My whole family was sick, except my kid. My kid wasn't sick. But yeah, Taryn got sick, and then she gave it to me, and I was supposed to go up and brew with everybody at uh, Crooked Lane. Ah. For on leap day, leap year day, leap day year, whatever it was, and uh, I couldn't make it. Saturday morning, I was like, I, I can't, I can't do it. So Alice is just sitting in the corner, just flipping you off, going basically, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Taryn bounces back faster than I do well, from I this see stuff, that, yeah. and it bothers me. I don't know why. I think it's like because yeah. I'm trying to be a cool man, I'm trying to be cool. You know what? Men are wimps when it comes to getting sick. My the O'Sullivan men in my family, yeah, terrible, terrible. My dad is awful. It's like <laughs> literally something happened. My mom had cancer, was fighting cancer. Yeah. My dad had like a little sty in his eye, and he was like, he thought you know the world was going to collapse. Everything sucks. At Sorry, that point. Dad, if you're listening, it's just for the <laughs> yeah, show, for sure. Yeah. No, Taryn, uh, she, like I said, she bounced back. Everything was cool. And she had to go to the doctor. And I think she maybe brought something home. I don't know. But I was out for three days. I wow. took five naps on Saturday. I literally slept the whole... I slept and I played a mobile game on my phone I don't in think my that's spare room. I actually that taking it. naps. It's just like sleeping the whole day. You Basically, wake up and you just yeah. put a little hashtag like, well, that's one nap. Uh, <laughs> um, that's the second nap. Well, I, I, I kept track of them because I would wake up and I would go, oh, I really should go back to sleep. And then I thought, well, maybe I'll go downstairs and make sure that everything's okay because as the, the, the caretaker throughout the day, every day... I I want to make sure. What am I trying to say? It's like when you it's like when you give your car to the detailer and you're like, I. But do you really know how to take care of my baby? <laughs> you you got to check up. You got to check yeah. up, it's, even if it's your wife or your detailer. Yeah. It doesn't matter. <laughs> exactly. Both so, equally important. I agree. So anyway, uh, you know, and then I would hobble upstairs. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. I'm just gonna go back upstairs and. Take another to, nap. Try to sleep. And then I would watch two episodes of some BBC murder show, and I'm like, I should probably really <laughs> go to sleep, dude, and really try. So, uh, you know, that's that. But you're better now. I'm better. I'm still tired, but I, I'm not sick. I never had a fever or whatever. Yeah. I was very, very concerned about the coronavirus because that's, you, yeah, that's my personality. Yeah, that you're right in that zone there. You would just... For like, sure. You probably were online looking up all the symptoms at 2 o'clock in the morning trying to figure out what's what. Uh, well, I wasn't doing that because I had done it previously. <laughs> so I knew what was going on. <laughs> I already covered on. that. I already got yeah, that Yeah, and then I was like looking up the masks, like the N95 masks. Yeah, and I'm don't... like, I got to buy one because in case it comes to the area and tears through... You can't they buy don't them, do anything. You can't buy them anywhere. You can't buy them yeah. a single place. What people do is, uh, what they have done is, they buy them in bulk, and then they mark them up on eBay. I did Go not. to eBay. <laughs> <laughs> no, remember when the when, when the when the uh, air was on fire a couple years ago? Yeah, yeah, when yeah. All this, I went out and bought some N95s. You should. And uh, so I have them. So if you need them, I'll give you my eBay uh, <laughs> account. But you're going to have to bid just like everybody else, yeah. Jason. <laughs> Raking big bucks 95 exactly. at eBay.com. <laughs> yeah. Handle. Uh, but I ended up not buying any. Free shipping. Free shipping. We didn't have any. I almost spent like 60 bucks on the mask. And then, yeah, you it doesn't really do it anything. It doesn't do anything. Unless you're like in confined spaces with people, well, but people, if you're walking through the store, like the grocery store, it doesn't do anything. Yeah, you, I mean, it's actually f to protect other people from you. Right. So yes. That's the if thing. you're sick, yeah, you should be wearing it. Yes. But I'm still going to buy it anyway for the fires, you know, for when the air is bad from the, the fires. the sky is on fire. <laughs> so I don't know. Uh, but what I do know is thank you to our sponsor, More Beer. You can go to morebeer.com, get absolutely everything you need to make great beer at home. I love them. You guys know that. They're, they're good people. They support the show, and they will support you in any level of your brewing endeavor from extract all the way through to pro. 
Yep. Have a more beer pro side. Yep. So check that out. Good equipment. Morebeer.com. Uh, all right. What are we going to do? Oh, here we go. Announcements brought to you by Beersmith. Speaking of good people, get your 21-day free trial of the hands down and feet up. Let's just let's just say that. Let's start saying that up. Okay. I think that's a the, good catch. The, 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 feet, yeah. the feet up way to, uh, I don't know, the, uh, the number one... Uh, yeah. uh, what do you call it? Yeah. Calculator, recipe calculator. Yes. I'm still tired. Yeah. Yes. I'm still coming back. Yes. I'm recovering, but your boy's gonna. Your boy's gonna. What happens? I'm missing craft my, beer calculator. I'm losing recipe my calculator. strength because Bre- brewing software. There you go. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Jeez. Um, I, I was gonna try. I had no idea what he was talking about. I'm stupid. That's yeah. why. No, because I, I'm. Ha- I, I have my brand new tracksuit on, but Bev has the top half because she's Wait, well, cold. Uh, well, okay. Yeah. See, so I got my. I got. See, it's oh, there you go. The okay. black on black. Yeah. Right. The black stripe on the black Johns. So that's the new one. That's the new one. So how many do you have now? Two. You have the one with the white stripes. Yeah, yeah. I have the blue, the blue with the white stripes, and then the black on black. Or right. as I say, black on. So how many you end up? You're gonna have What's as the... many as I can before okay. I get the coronavirus and die, Sully. Which one will you be buried in? Uh, a velour one, okay. Because I'm gonna get a velour one. The only reason I haven't, they're on. They're all over. The, yeah. You can get. They're cheap. They're super cheap, but they're off brand. And I want like, give me a Gucci, give me a Coach. Okay. If I'm going velour, I'm going high end. So we have to do a GoFundMe thing when you pass away in order to purchase this. Yeah, yeah. It's, okay, it, well, we got it. I'll take care of that. Well, it's called Go Clothe Me. Okay. Yeah, it'll be good. You'll support it. But uh, anyway, Beersmith.com, 21 days for free. If you don't like it, well, then you don't know what you're doing. But if you do like it. Which you know, well, I, just, I know you will. You'll go buy it. I love Beersmith.com. I, I, I use it. See, even Sully uses it. <laughs> even Sully uses it. It's as simple as Sully. <laughs> Tickets now on sale for the Spring Brews Fest, March 28th. Go to the Brewing Network website. All the details are on there. You can come and see Bev. Beverly will be there. I will not. I will be. I'll be there. I will be. Uh, What's the date? At my vacation house at the beach. March twenty eighth. March twenty eighth. What time does it start, Bev? Noon. 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 Why do I knows. sound like that? Do I sound weird? Yeah, you sound. Uh, you sound like you're blowing your nose. I'm not. Yeah, well. Mm. I don't know, bro. Whatever. It's you gotta fine. bring the modulation yeah. up. <laughs> So check that out. If you want to support us in other ways, besides buying tickets to our Spring Bruce Fest, support us via shopping on our Amazon link, which I believe is also on the website as well. You can hit that, go through, do your shopping as normal. It's not going to cost you anything else. Doesn't it supports us. Uh, yeah, and so uh, that's good stuff. That's hit good. up Amazon because everybody buys stuff on Amazon. And if you're one of those people and if you're not going to subscribe uh, to our monthly Johns or whatever, this is a great way. To do that. Support the network. That's right. Um, If you want to do more, go above and beyond the Amazon shopping, you can subscribe and join the BN Army uh, via PayPal as well. And uh, there's a note in here to make sure your address is current in PayPal because... Otherwise it doesn't work. Otherwise it doesn't work. And then we don't get the money. And sometimes you don't even get the notification that your payments aren't going through. And then you think you're a cool dude. And it's chaos. Well, and also we do the monthly more beer... If you're a subscriber for X amount of dollars, yeah, we do a drawing for a hundred dollar gift certificate to More Beer, and oh, if your right. address is incorrect, then you're never going to find out that you won. And I uh, wait about four days, and if I don't hear from you in about four to five days, I do another drawing. She throws your name right out. She's ruthless that way, dude. Can anybody got time for that? Keep it up to date. I mean, some people take forever to reply to their email addresses. You know what I mean? 
I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I thought you were looking at me. No. No, my husband responded to an email today from 2011. <laughs> He's like, oh, hey, babe, I want a bunch of money. I got to send $1,000 and I'll get a million back. <laughs> I actually want to go into that a little further. But I'm going to let it go, just what that conversation was about. <laughs> <laughs> we can talk about it later. Okay. <laughs> uh, find us all over social media, Twinster, Twinster Facebook, Instagram. <laughs> All that kind of good stuff. Any feedback on this cool show goes to feedback at thebrewingnetwork.com. Um, we should do... Let's do the Twitter game, Sully. Okay, let's do it. Right. It's sponsored by the 21st Amendment. Hey there. And it also involves Sully from the 21st Amendment, but we'll get into that later. The 21st Amendment and Pete's Coffee, two iconic Bay Area companies collaborated on a beer called 1966 Coffee IPA, named after the year Pete's was founded at their original location in Berkeley, California. Is that still running? Yeah, it's still there. Yeah, do you, I, do you go there? I go there often, really? Walnut and Vine. Wow. It's right near my house. Wow. Yeah, you can come down there some afternoon and just see me there, and I'll, sh- I'll shake your selling. hand, <laughs> and we can talk about coffee beer. Oh, uh, that'd be nice. Rather than the traditional dark beer with coffee, they wanted to have fun with the melding of hops and coffee, paying attention to the coffee varietal and manipulating the roast level to nudge the subtle flavors of the bean for an incredibly unique IPA. 1966 coffee IPA handcrafted with Pete's Ethiopian Supernatural Coffee with its lemon and blueberry characteristics perfectly complementing the tropical fruit uh, and hop flavors of... Uh, I just cocked that all up. Aromas... Uh, Aram- Amar- God damn it. Amarillo, Citra, and Centennial. I don't care anymore. Language ha- is dumb. What are words? You're going to have to do this again. Jesus. Because I'm, you know, I, I pay for this. And <laughs> <laughs> the West Coast IPA at 6.8%. 1966 Coffee IPA is the first collaboration beer between the two companies and is available where you find 21st Amendment beer. Da, 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 da. Are you ready for this game, Tully? Yes. Apparently right. I'm part of it. I heard that somewhere. All right. Here it is. Uh, Amy is out. Amy. Pete is out. Andrew. Also out, Sully. Oh, he's in. Come up with Sully's campaign slogan, please, for the 2020 presidential election. Yes! We're proud to announce it. Sully 2020. <laughs> That's it. You win. You win your own shirt. So I'm like check it. that out, babe. Let's You're on it. that, right? So what's, I feel what? like it should definitely be O'Sullivan 2020. It just has a better... I got a campaign manager now, apparently. (laughs) Am I going to get paid? Yeah. Yeah, sure. I hope you like coffee IPA. All all you want. I I just came back from Pete's. There you go. There you go. Well done. Yeah. Can you pay your bills with old cans of bitter American? Yes. Okay. They're full of water. Fine. <laughs> Even better. That's actually partially true, but we can tell another story for another time. That's true. Let's do some feedback, please, huh? Okay. All right. Feedback today is brought to you by the Beer Law Center. You go to beerlawcenter.com if you have a problem with uh, enforcing a trademark or if you want some help filing federal or local, depending on where you live, any uh, papers to open your own fermenter- fermentationery. That's right. It's fermentary. Open your own brewery. That's right. Brewery or winery or, or spirits yes, shop or alcohol-related com- beverage production. There you go. Arena. John at the Beer Law Center will definitely help you navigate through that. And if there's something he doesn't know, you don't need to know it either. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say about that. We have a few pieces of feedback, but you know what? Honestly, all they are is Justin, come hang out with me at my brewery, and that's it. <laughs> really? There's that's three. It? Yeah, there's three of those pieces, and it's kind of like. 
Uh, hey, Justin, my name is Johan, and I'm a Swede brewing beer in New Zealand. NZ. At Deep Creek Brewing Company. I heard you're coming to in New Zealand for Hop Harvest. I just wanted to send you an invite to check out Deep Creek. We're in Silverdale or just north of Auckland. So if you are up that way, let me know. There's good breweries. Um, blah, blah, blah. So there you go. There's that. And if anybody else is going to go into near Auckland, go to uh, Homie's Brewery, dude. Deep Creek. There you go. This one is from Mark. He says, Justin, I heard you read my email on the session regarding Memphis and Crosstown Brewing Company. We would love for you to visit if you can fi- uh, fit it in your trip. I am copying uh, Will and Clark and those fander- their founders, and here's a whatever. There you go. He might go. He you might, there we'll you pass go. it along to him, definitely. Definitely pass it along. Yeah, it's going to be passed And along. then the last one. <laughs> I mean, I definitely will. Uh, thanks, Mark. I appreciate you reaching out, man. It'll be good. Uh, good time for everybody. And then uh, the final one is from Chris. And he says, Justin and crew. First, I want to say thank you for such an amazing show. I'm on the road tons, and I enjoy all the Brewing Network has to offer. Even Sully. No, I just you added that. Yeah, I did. But I like that. You worked me into it. That Thanks. was good. Thanks, baby. You would have said that. Uh, it was great to see our friends at Revision on the show a few weeks back. Yeah, it was a good show, too. Nice people. Uh, my name is Chris, and I'm with Lead Dog Brewing in Reno Spark, Nevada. We just turned three years old this year, but have brought a unique style to northern Nevada. We work tirelessly to bring approachable beers to Nevada and northern California. When we opened, we had the youngest owner brewmaster in the country. I don't know what this voice is. Um, I'm not sure that's still the case, but yada, yada, yada. If you're coming through Reno Sparks Tahoe, we would love to say uh, hi and host you. Take care, and we hope to see you in Reno. Lead dog. Lead dog. Well, are you writing all this stuff down? Well, you know, I mean, nice. these are like free plugs. That's right. They are. That's all I mean, you got to do. Yeah, right? just re- just send a letter and ask Justin to come to your brewery. That's and right. We'll read the name of your brewery on the air. It's, <laughs> uh, my brewery's in Spain, yeah. and I want you to come. Uh... I have 20 more of these to read. <laughs> uh, that's about it. Brought to you, of course, by John at the Beer Law Center. With Lead Dog Brewing Company. <laughs> I'm just going to give those guys their money's worth right now. I think you should. Yeah, the free email that the it cost youngest brewmaster yeah. and owner ever. They think Sparks, Nevada. Yeah, and they were like, uh, I'm not sure that's the case anymore. I don't and know. they make approachable beers. Who I'm all in it. I can keep going if you want. <laughs> <laughs> I would love that. But have you ever been? You like Reno? You're a Reno guy. Me? <laughs> I am Reno. Bow? Who are you talking to? Yeah. Like... No, he's talking to me. I'm talking to Bev. Um, I have not been. No, um, I am a <laughs> Reno guy, but. Um, <laughs> We typically go to the Grand Sierra Resort oh, and yeah. don't leave the Grand Sierra Resort. Wait, what's going on there? I don't know. They just have everything. Like they have a bowling alley. They have <laughs> what's mini golf. Going they on have there? like they have mini golf. Yeah, indoor mini golf. It's huh? not indoor. Oh, well, they have like a putting thing, and then they have um, they have an indoor putting thing. Oh. Then they have an outdoor golf. Like I think it's just like a driving range. So everybody's getting free plugs. <laughs> the Grand Sierra Casino Look, Resort or whatever it is. That is a jam, and they give me free rooms because we well, waste a lot of money there. You're, you're about to get another one, another free one. <laughs> <laughs> Your frequent gambler card. <laughs> Sam is a frequent loser. Well, Whoa, hey, come on. Just keep your personal life out of here. Okay? Yeah, that's true. Right. <laughs> Sully, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Yeah, are yeah, you? I'm doing great. Why are you doing so great? I don't know. Just, you know, it's a good day. It's beautiful out there. I was all, all right. over the place. I was in Novato today. Novato had a little m- lunch meeting, and I was down in the beautiful uh, uh, industrial hamlet of San Leandro. Oh, I love it! Yeah, a hamlet. What's a hamlet? You know, it's a collection of small little area. Oh, okay. You know, like a town. Which makes me hungry. 
It's an East Coast term. We'll talk about it later. Okay, good. All right, let's take a break, everybody. And when we come back, we're going to be talking with Dan from Comrade Brewing. You can go to comradebrewing.com and check out what they have to offer before we get into the interview. It's a good time. Hang on. It's the session. We'll be right back. Oh. Welcome back, everybody. It's the session. I'm going to get David on the line here from uh, Comrade Brewing, and I think we just connected. I just want to make sure here real fast. There we go. David, are you there? Um, I'm here. Perfect. How's it going, man? Good. How are you? Not too bad. Thanks for joining us. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Well, uh, thank you for uh, inviting me on. Yeah, absolutely. I know that um, Teresa, our uh, sometimes co-host over at uh, Crooked Lane, uh, connected us, and I uh, I really appreciate that. Are you guys uh, close industry buddies? Oh, I think she just stopped by. Um, just one of the maybe just one of the numerous places stopped by um, during GABF <laughs> week. Yeah, for sure. I know when she came back, she was really impressed with uh, a few people. So, and I think that you were were one of them. Or else, honestly, she wouldn't have uh, recommended us. <laughs> book you because oh, well, I'm, I'm, I yeah. didn't hear that. well you know that's how it goes man so uh while we're on the topic gbf 2019 was was a, a big year for you guys you won two gold medals right and yep. sm- small brewery of the year yep or small brewing company yep, of the one year. Of those, is that different one of those golds was for american ipa and you know historically the most competitive category at gabf yeah for sure i mean when Good you year. Were you one of those breweries? And often we talk to to, to brewers who are like, "Well, you know, I I, I heard the the bronze uh, winner, and I'm like, well, it wasn't me, so you know, we're not going to win." And then I heard the silver, and I was like, "Well, now we're really not going to win." And then when then you hear your name as the gold, and did you have to? Did your head explode? There you go. Yeah. Did someone have to shake you, <laughs> or or I, I, was it I one think of those things? We we've been we've been like entering into American IPA every single year, and uh, you know, we've had many many. Pretty much all the previous years have always been disappointments, and uh, yeah. yeah, we were we were super excited to hear our name, um, you know, listed as gold. So yeah, I bet. I mean, that's crazy. I love it. Um, so let's start with a little bit of your history, man. How long have you guys been open? Um, so we are going to be six years old uh, next month, actually. Oh wow! Congratulations. That's pretty good. Are you doing a big do? Are you doing a big party? Uh, we usually just do a one dayer, um, yeah. and then uh, we're we're actually going to just be uh, we're going to be giving away free tacos uh, the day after. So it's kind of a hangover party because it makes for a, a really long uh, anniversary day the day before. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? Free tacos the day after a big brewery party. I love that. Yeah, that sounds yeah. awesome. That's <laughs> true. Sure, yeah, free tacos yep, because we'll it's Monday. Down with more beer and, and yeah. free tacos. <laughs> I love that. And you're the founder of uh, of Comrade Brewing Company. What's your background in the brewing industry? Uh, I I've, I started commercially brewing in '05. I was at the uh, tender age of 22 and uh, oh, wow. got the uh, got got a brewing job at uh, you know brew pub in West Texas as the uh, as an assistant brewer and 
um, kind of really, you know, fell in love with that. Uh, ended up uh, leaving leaving that area after I finished school and, um, and ended up working for uh, Grand Teton Brewing Company um, yeah. in the Colorado area. And then kind of hated my corporate gig and dropped that and um, I got hired on at uh, Dry Dock in Aurora. What okay. your, this is, I, I had a corporate gig. This is, this is Sully. Um, what was your corporate gig? Uh, I was a I was a food service director. I uh, mm. I worked for the largest contract food service company in the world, and it was completely soul sucking <laughs> and miserable. And uh, but they they did offer a lot of good training. Did you sure. wear Did you wear a suit? Nope, I had to do the uh, business casual. So actually, I have like slacks and a and a button up. Oh, or a polo maybe there. sometimes. <laughs> You want to get saucy uh, with it? No, not. Well, I have to roll up the <laughs> sleeves, or you know, maybe I have to throw on a chef's coat if you know someone calls in sick, and then maybe you'd see me, you know. Oh making, damn! Uh, making burgers on the grill or something. So is that what you were? So that, that was kind of the worst part. <laughs> you were like prepping food and all that. Oh, um, most of it was uh, just sitting in the office and, okay. and you know uh, just manage manage the operation, but management. You know, you, you got to jump in in there, kind of do anything and everything. Yeah. Hawaiian shirt Friday. <laughs> this is like office yeah. space. It's That's like, right. This reminds me of my uh, old, uh, older days, uh, earlier days. Um, <laughs> there me, you I go. I was older too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Were you, so it, it it sounds like that sort of management, jumping in, helping out wherever you can, it really did set you up to own a brewery because every story we've ever heard is is always there. There's no really segmentation with a smaller or even a mid-sized brewery where, oh, well, I don't do that. I just file paperwork. Like, if you need help cleaning kegs or, you know, dropping hops in the thing, you, 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 you got to be ready to go. Oh, oh yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, you know, uh, if the if the urinal in the in the bathroom, if it's, like, not, not like, running or something, you know, I'm going to be going to the plumbing store and, and I'll be fixing that or <laughs> you know, replacing the... Replacing the air filters and the HVAC system because you call the HVAC company and they said uh, you know they'll be six months before they can get to you and so you got to kind of do these yourself. So you got to you got to do anything and everything. Jeez, and charge you for it. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's not just uh, you know I mean you know you come to the brewery and you just see us you know drinking beer all day. Um, I mean that's what you know when you, when you're working you know we're also really working too. That's right. But we do drink a lot of beer though. <laughs> well, you have to. I feel like that's just part of the part of the program. Were you uh, speaking of drinking beer? Were you a home brewer at all, or how did you how did you initially even get started, even at 22? Um, you know, in the I, beer industry. I, absolutely. You know, I, I think I heard in one of the previous episodes. I'm, I'm one of those guys. Uh, you know, I I started home brewing. I think in '03. There you go. Um, kind of. Uh, let's see. That would have. Yeah, I would have been like 19 or 20. Yeah. And, uh, same. Just wanted to, you know, explore beer and, uh, you know, couldn't buy it, so wanted to give a shot at making it, and an opportunity came up um, yeah. to take a brewing gig, and ended yeah. up, uh, this is like an old system, so all the all the tanks were a little bit undersized, and okay. uh, I must have had, you know, a dozen corny kegs, and, you know, at one point I had, you know, 60 gallons worth of beer, just like, just, oh, that otherwise would have went down the drain, and it's like, why am I even homebrewing? I can't even, like, drink all this beer. I'm just, like, saving from the brewery. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Why not? Uh, when did you decide to make like the jump from like being a home brewer into uh, like, hey, I want to, I want to take on that loan, or if you didn't take on a loan, congratulations, but um, <laughs> and, and kind of do your own gig, like you own it. Oh, uh, you know, so um, I so after so during my my corporate gig, I was I was spending my nights and weekends helping out Grand Teton. Uh, I mean, I I put in you know sixty hour work week. 
uh, Monday through Friday, and my weekends you'd, you'd see me pouring at beer festivals. Um, oh, God. You know, working with the distributor. So, I mean, you know, this was like a passion thing. They didn't even pay me for it, and, you know, that's something that, you know, I really wanted to do. Um, but just, uh, just, just that corporate gig, it just so much bureaucracy, and it just such soul-sucking work that um, I was like, you know what, I, I, I'm just so miserable here. I felt, <laughs> I felt terrible just from the working conditions and, you know, the people that I had to work for. And I just, I had to do something. And oh, it was man. going to be, you know, I had, to, I just had to get out of the corporate gig. Yeah. And, you know, brewing, brewing was a lot of fun. And um, I, I remembered uh, finally, um, you know, messing around, um, just working part time. Um, and it was, it was something uh, I've always kept interest in. Did you, did you, when did you decide to like, you know, put pen to paper, write your business plan and, you know, and kind of start doing it and how long did it take um let me see so 2008 so it would have been two years into my uh my corporate gig and i kind of decided that uh this is this is terrible i I really don't want to be doing this anymore and kind of uh kind of started to work on ideas and names um that was also when the entire economy uh the bottom of the economy fell out yeah uh, 2000 2009 and uh you know i i just had a I stuck in it, um, just just kind of keep a paycheck going. Um, <laughs> and then 2010, I I quit. Um, I got hired on at Dry Dock. Um, it was still growing, you know, really quickly. You know, the the, the CEO is there. Uh, I get to see him. I, I talk to him, and you know, things get done. And it's just like such a relaxing environment. I was like, I I really got to do this uh, myself. And uh, you know, so uh, then the story is that. Uh, my my brewmaster uh, here, a comrade. I was his assistant brewer back in uh, 2005. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> so, so we've always kept in touch, and uh, I, I asked him. I think you know, 2008, just kind of lightly floated the idea. Hey, do you want to do this? Uh, I think in 2010, I was a little bit more serious about it. <laughs> I can imagine you I crying to him. Today. Yeah, like please, I gotta just come with me. I can't. There is something to be said for that kind of small family feel of a of a of a business, you know, versus that corporate sort of nightmare that you're that you're telling us about. You know, where where if something needs doing, it gets it just gets done, and there's not a whole lot of either paperwork or blame pointing or you know job shifting or whatever. It just it, a thing needs done. Need, a thing needs doing, and it just Get it it happens, and that's yeah. it. The simplicity yeah. in that is is sometimes comforting. The work could suck, but you know there's yeah, not there's not a whole lot of hoops to jump through. Yeah, you can just make it happen. You don't have to fill out a, T, a TPS report. <laughs> yeah, where did the name come from? You mentioned the name. Yeah, the the name uh, it comes from the the camaraderie in the brewing industry. Um, you how we all you know help each other out, whether it's you know loaning each other hops or yeast, doing collaboration brews. I think it's just so unique um, from any other like uh, industry that that there is. Yeah. And so it's just a lot of camaraderie, but it's a little tough to spell, a little uh, a little unwieldy. So just kind of shorten it down to comrade, short and sweet. Yeah, I feel like camaraderie brewing is would be a little also a little like mid '90s. I think I very, like very comrade. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Do you ever get any of that? Oh, uh, I see. Okay, like the the the, the finger on the nose. Like a ah, comrade. I get it. You're a communist. Let's go. Yep. Oh, oh yeah. We okay. get uh, we get a lot of uh, real nasty uh, Yelp reviews. No. Always <laughs> fun talking about uh, how terrible Marx and Stalin and 
malware and um, you know I, I don't really know much about that stuff but uh, <laughs> right. that's all tongue in cheek and, and we're trying to have fun but you know there's definitely a few uh, select uh, audience out there where maybe it's uh, it is a bad thing and so they get they take it not even literal they take it the, just the wrong way and they, they don't, don't bother to learn about where your name comes from or, or anything and they just try to yelp shame you but do you get a lot of Russian tourists like, <laughs> rolling in on the bus you know <laughs> We, we haven't gotten any yet. Oh man! Because yeah, there's a whole that. there's a whole like tourism element that you probably you should tap into. <laughs> right. I mean, it's all about you know making you know having a successful business. So there's maybe an untapped market that you don't know about. That's right. St. Petersburg, <laughs> Moscow. <laughs> Start seeing Comrade Brewing uh, posters Everywhere. around town. <laughs> I can't imagine that people are are. I can imagine, and it's hard to believe that people would take to Yelp. To just try <laughs> to on, fuck with someone's business. Come like on, that. come on. You, you, Honestly, you know it goes, really, it yeah. happens all the time. It's yeah, ridiculous. but like, I don't know, man. That's the of the internet. Now, it's like, just, uh, lowest, out dirty laundry. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess it's true. Lowest common denominator sit in your underwear in your mother's basement <laughs> and right. type away. Yeah, well. That's what I do. I just am shocked that other people do it. Also, is really what I'm, what I'm getting at. <laughs> well, how's the how's the Denver beer scene? I haven't been out there in a few years, but it's it seems rather competitive. But you guys have been doing it for like you said, almost six years. So you're uh, you're right in there with everybody. How's how's the, uh, the the business going as far as that goes? With you know, do you find a oversaturation or a lot of competition around there, or is everybody still just being comrades and and uh, you know helping everybody out? So uh, the the growth as uh, of the overall industry is definitely um, it's approaching more of a, a level. Um, it's, there's not really that much uh, growth. Um, maybe a few. Are, uh, are are growing double digits. Yeah, um, there are more than I think seventy within the city limits of Denver and wow, two hundred in Denver Metro. So Good uh, it is it is a very competitive market. Um, we're kind of on the southeast corner of Denver, so we're a little bit far out the way. But um, I don't know, the rent is cheap, so that's right. I think uh, you know you could you could definitely go downtown and you could walk to you know ten breweries within fifteen minutes. Uh, from us, you're going to have to drive uh, three miles, or you're going to have to jog three miles. Like, there's no there's no other brewery close to us. <laughs> so we're kind of a uh, we have our own little island, okay. we're the, our own little oasis in a in a desert do, of a southeast corner of Denver. Do you find that helps with uh, bringing people through the doors, where they're 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 coming to you for a destination? It's not just you're you're on another stop along the you know brewery tour day right where people are seeking you out do you, do you find that that helps being way out there i i think uh i think we've kind of uh gotten to that point now where you know we are uh a little bit more established and uh, people are well to travel especially you know uber and lyft are just are just so easy to just yeah. like cool let me just pump, type it in my phone and you know, someone's going to take me there, and uh, I'll eventually get back home somehow. But you know, you don't have to get in trouble driving back and forth. So, um, I think uh, you know we're we're trying to be that destination, and um, it's we're we're just really trying to grow that foundation where we're at. Yeah. And what are your you have food options? Uh, we got a uh, you know we do rotating food trucks, but we're nice. in this. We're like in the smack dab in the middle of uh, the auto park, so I've got uh, four. Four or five garages right next to me, and a Jiffy Lube right across the parking lot. Um, but 
throw a rock, uh, hit a Sonic. Um, <laughs> they, just, they just opened up uh, a Popeye's fried chicken about, oh, uh, just over a year ago, and uh, I've been there a few too many times, but <laughs> that chicken sandwich is pretty, is pretty damn good. Yeah, you're set, man. There's no reason to go anywhere else. You get your car worked on, get some food, <laughs> sleep Chase at the bridge. on his way. You gotta yeah. go washed, bring your, bring your Popeye's chicken sandwich in, have That's some beers. That's right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So what kind of beers are you focusing on over there, Comrade? Are you uh, are you one of these pastry stout guys? Are you one of these hazy beer guys? Are you, what are you? Are you a brute IPA guy? Talk to me. We're, you know, we, we'll, we'll try uh, some of these things, um, but, you know, we're, we're definitely huge beer drinkers. Um, you know, we're, sure. we want to sit down and we want to have like three, three or four pints, not, uh, you know, like a, like a eight ouncer and. I'll kind of not be able to drink anymore. Yeah, that's me, so we dude. Kind of, uh, <laughs> we try to put, you know, kind of, I'd say maybe our take is uh, contemporary takes on, on American styles. Okay. Um, really real focus on drinkability. A lot of our beers are, you know, pretty low finishing gravity, so you can drink a lot of them and, and not be full. Um, but, you know, some sometimes, uh, you know, we'll also, we'll, we'll do some crazy stuff like, uh, I mean, not not that crazy, but you know, like a Mexican lager that we yeah. uh, lagered for you know ten weeks before we put it on draft. Wow, that's a long time. Um, well, I for one appreciate that because Mexican lager, I love that style, and it is one of those styles where you could sort of screw up pretty easily. Yeah. Doesn't seem like it, but uh, the ten week lagering. Now I'm thirsty. Now I want that. <laughs> now you want to have. Well, that we one. didn't have any. Uh, we didn't have any last week when I was uh, filling up the crowd. But, uh, <laughs> Damn try it. to keep on maybe like two or three. Try to put out two or three loggers. We just had a okay. Italian style pilsner that that went out, you know went over really well, and people seemed to really enjoy that. So there how you are go. you brewing your Italian style pilsner? Um, well, we use a uh, sapphire and then dry hopped it with more sapphire. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Times two. Yeah. And people yeah. like, that's a, um, sort of a style. It, first of all, is it a recognized style? I don't uh, think it not is. Not yet, but yeah. probably next year the GB. <laughs> I think it should be because you're not the first brewery even today that I've heard that has an Italian style Pilsner. It's sort of this since, um, what's the Firestone? You know what I'm talking about. Uh, Pivo. Uh, yes. Pivo, there you go. Since that uh, kind of hit the market with the, uh, I forget the brewery name in in, in Italy, but uh, people are sort of diving into that Italian yep. style, like dry hoppy, hoppy pilsners. But the past six months, I've heard about it like four or five times. So it's, yeah, it seems like we're you're seeing more making of it. headway. Yeah. yeah, it's definitely like... Which a, I appreciate. It's I love nice that. because it's a, it's a nice clean style. I mean, yeah. there's, you know, it's, it's crisp. It's got some great hop aroma, but uh, it's accessible. So... That's interesting. So, what do you? How do you? What do you? What kind of malt bill are you putting in that? I'm just curious. I'm just taking notes because I'm going to brew this tomorrow. <laughs> oh yeah, sure. Um, I think uh, well, this time we just used. Uh, let's see, it was all uh, Great Western Superior Pilsner, and a little bit of acidulated, and, and that was it. Nice, basic. Hell yeah, I love it. Well, I just cracked. Um, yeah, what did, what did I crack? Just I just cracked the IPA, the uh, Superpower. Can I see the can? IPA? Yeah, please. Uh, do you want to tell us a little bit about this, David, while we drink, we yeah, sup yeah, off Yeah, so it? this is, uh, this is our, uh, our our West Coast-style IPA. It's been our flagship and uh, been our number one seller uh, since day one. It's got a lot of the proprietary varieties that everyone loves, the citrus and co-mosaic. Um, occasionally we'll throw in some other varieties in there just to see, you know, what uh, – if, if we're right. short on something or, you know, just kind of, like, try to make the beer better every time. But, um, right. Uh, finishing gravity is about, like, 1.4. Um, we got uh, – we tested about, like, 67 IBUs. 
it's got you know a little bit of uh, Munich, a little bit of wheat, um, a tiny bit of light crystal, and um, it just flushable um, and it's just got uh, I think you know really great balance where it's you know huge aroma huge flavor and then you know the bitterness isn't gonna you know doesn't just like slaughter your your, your palate yeah do you think that's the 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 Munich sort of kicking in like I wouldn't have I wouldn't have known it unless you'd said it but there is a sort of that biscuity bready kind of characteristics that you don't find normally oh God, delicious. in IPAs but uh, do you think that sort of helps to balance out the, the IBUs because 67 is nothing to to laugh at yeah uh, I, yep definitely we've uh, we've had to change this recipe um, a bunch of times uh, when we initially brewed it um, just the recipe that you know my brewmaster came up with um, didn't work with the water here and you know I, I would say you know Everyone always gets really tied up on the recipe, but, you know, what I'll say is, like, you know, recipe changes every single time we brew it because, mm-hmm. you know, we're just trying to make it a little bit better every time, and we're trying to make it, you know, consistent as well. Okay, so you're not really hung up on uh, keeping everything the same. You want to push it for Recipes evolve. Yes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, I think, you know, we used to have, um, it, used, it originally started out to have uh, Amarillo, Back in 2013, 2014, it was it was impossible to find, and so we had to substitute yeah. it with something else. And uh, you know, and you know, as some of these uh, crops, um, if they're not being grown well, or you know, the as the hop hop plants are kind of aging, maybe they're not you know, producing as as desirable of a hop as uh, as when they were younger. Oh wow! And so we're, we're always having to kind of um, you know tweak tweak the beers just a little bit, and um, just trying to trying to make it better every time. It's nice. It's really nice. Yeah, the, this the aroma is, is really fantastic. It's a good beer, you know. And I'm not, I'm not an IPA guy, but this is seven point four percent, Sully. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy to yeah, me it because doesn't, it, doesn't, it doesn't, doesn't drink like that at all. It doesn't drink like that. But maybe after the second sip, and I kind of just maybe burped a little bit. I, I, I felt a little warming, and that's it. Yeah, it's uh, it's really clean for a high. I consider it a high ABV because I'm 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 like you, David. It sounds like where I want to drink sort of lower alcohol beers, flavorful beers. Because I like, I just like drinking, but I don't really want to get super wasted. So um, this wouldn't be for me. But I could. It drinks like, well, I don't know what five and a half yeah, percent. It's, it, it, it's 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 uh, also because it's uh, finishing so low too. So there's yeah. not a lot of like cloning sweetness or anything like that, and you know, not a high end gravity. So it's yeah. really drops right off. And you're right. Another one and another one and another one, which is the goal. Even <laughs> even I even I do. Like I would, I would go back to this again if I was, you know, home. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because I can't, I just can't do it. I'm, I'm a weak person, apparently. But the flavor is great. This is, it, it, this is great because it's not like you said, assaulting in, in the bitterness. It's, it's. I, I, I hate using balanced. I guess I don't know why, but use it's, balanced. It's, Be okay with it. It's subtle. It's subtle, and I think the, your grain bill is sort of supporting all that too. Yeah, we um, so this year we put it into uh, American style strong pale ale, and uh, that, that's what got uh, our first gold at GABF. First gold, American Congrats. style strong pale ale. God damn. Yep. Yeah, because, you know what? And it, so I was reading that in the notes before the show, and I'm like, what the fuck does that even mean? Like, what beer would be American style strong pale ale? But drinking this, if you had if you had given me this and go here, this is an IPA. But like, I don't think this is an IPA because it's not. That assaulting bitterness yeah. that you that you come to find with with IPAs. So American Strong Pale, I totally understand it now, and I think this yeah. this is exactly what everything in my mind 
should be in something called American Strong Pale Ale. And the judges agree with you. <laughs> oh! Isn't that great to just sort of rewrite history yeah, and go, you, you just, I... You know as well. That's right. That's right. Now I can see this. It, and this is, a, this is a favorite at the... Uh, at the, I'm assuming you have a tap room. I mean, everyone has a tap room, but now, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. We, um, yeah, if you can make it down there, we got about um, we can hold over 170 people in our tap room. Damn, so nice. Pretty, pretty. It's a, it's a lot on the, on the bigger side, and yeah, kind of a, kind of a real pain in the ass because we had to, uh, we had to put in fire sprinklers, and uh, that, was, that was really expensive. But um, for the size of space that we had, um, there was kind of no way to avoid it. Yeah. So we were like, okay, we just bit the bullet and uh, kind of, all right, let's stuff as many people in here as we can then. <laughs> That's right. Get them in here. Got to pay off the bill, dude. Bring your Popeye sandwiches. Get in here. <laughs> so yeah. I imagine this is uh, your top seller. It's got to be, right? Oh, oh, number one, yeah. yeah. Uh, by volume for sure. Um, and, you know, we do a lot, of, uh, a lot of kegs for bars and restaurants as well, too. So this is okay. definitely our, our number one. Uh, for sure. Is this something that uh, kind of is a throwback to your homebrewing days? Don't get me wrong. Don't be offended. But it sounds like a homebrew recipe because there's wheat, there's there's Munich in there, and that's something that, that I would consider uh, or I would I would equate with a homebrew, you know, recipe where you're trying to just, you know, reinvent the wheel with a, with a malt bill. You yeah. know what I mean? And then it works, of course. Multiple but, malts. Yeah. Does that make sense? And if I offended you, hello, David, can you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no. I, uh, you know, you know, when when I first started homebrewing, I, w- I would say, you know, an IPA like that would be would have been way darker, and you know, would have been loaded up with probably a bunch of like Crystal Forty Five, <laughs> something like that. And uh, yeah. you know, it, when you got that that like caramely sweetness with the hops, it doesn't really work. Um, so right. when you axe most of that out, you kind of uh, you kind of need to like fill in with with something else uh, to give it a little bit more body, a little Your bit. Your carapils. More, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean to make fun of carapils. It's, yeah, it's great malt. Carapils is a great malt. Yeah, hey. hair foam is better though. But okay, okay. all right. Do you uh, do you Dr. brew any of your <laughs> any of your uh, homebrew recipes at all? Um, no, I I haven't really homebrewed uh, probably since '05. Any um, time, right? <laughs> I was, I was brewing, so you didn't carry um, any. Did, uh, I did. I did find a my, one of my original homebrew bottles uh, that I had somehow kept for oh like, god nine ten years and. Uh, I ended up uh, kind of christening the brew house by, you know, smashing the bottle on the side of the kettle. Oh, wow. And it made a horrendous mess, and I'm pretty sure I'm still digging glass shards out of my arm, but it was totally worth it. <laughs> and there's that's, still a dent in your kettle. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's, yeah. A, that's a cool story, man. You got to do that. Yeah. I kept the first bottle from, like, my first 10 batches. And I'm surprised my whole house didn't explode because they went <laughs> off at the same time. Like, that's how bad my contamination was. I brewed What's six batches, and then I stopped brewing because I was like, I can't, I can't do this. And then I realized I need to clean the bottles about a little better. And uh, then it was fine. Everything worked out. Yeah, I was like, I don't remember brewing with mold. What the fuck is this? Is this supposed to be in here? <laughs> it was not very good. So you've abandoned all your homebrew recipes. You're not even going back to any of those. You're just, you're, this is the way now. The, the, the new recipes... Well, so uh, I I kind of just sit in the office all day now. Um, I I <laughs> yeah. actually haven't. I don't think I've even brewed at my own place since uh, the summer when we opened in 2014. Hell, um, hell yeah, dude! Mark's Mark's uh, Mark's Lambs, our brewmaster. Um, he's an incredibly talented guy, and uh, I think um, you know if you're going to open up a brewery, I would say if you want to either you know brew amazing beer or if you want to run a 
we're on a really good business. I think you you can only pick one, and so uh, I believe that you know I got to uh, hire people that are you know smarter and more talented than yourself, and kind of let them excel and kind of know what uh, what it is that that you're doing best at. And you know, I I can't compete with the the level and and skill that the, you know Marks has. That's the key to success, right there. Yeah. Do you miss it? Do you miss Bruin at all? <clears throat> I do, but man, this paperwork is a real bitch sometimes. <laughs> so I, I, I kind of wish that it was like, ah, oh, oh, I, w- I wish I was, you know, working for another brewery where, you know, I just, I just clock in and then uh, once when you know my shift is over, punch out and not think about anything for the rest of the day. I think that's, uh, you know, I kind of do miss those days, um, you know, back working for, for someone else. But right. But that's what you hated. I'm enjoying doing this, too. Yeah, Yeah. have you kind of created your own prison again? Like, you know, you left the court. I'm I'm sort of tracking the same thing, by the way, with my experience. (laughs) But I'll let you tell your story. Uh, So are you, uh, you know, since you got out of the corporate world and then you kind of opened your own place and now it's back to kind of doing maybe a little bit what you did before but in a different way, you know, we can talk about this off if you want to. <laughs> oh, I think I think that uh, you know I, I don't have to I don't have to talk to you know five different people to see if like if we can make this change or anything yeah. and um, you know it's we're a lot more agile and and it's and it's nice just to kind of get things done and get things done quickly instead of having right. to go through layers of bureaucracy and bullcrap and fighting and. P&Ls and budgets and all that other stuff. So. Yeah, that's for sure. And flipping burgers. If I'm going to flip burgers, it's for my employees. <laughs> Damn yeah. it. So we, we cracked the second beer, and we have uh, two more. We're going to you know take a break a little bit and then uh, drink the other two. But these are this one is um, Yellow Card. Nice little 5% yep. Blondale. Tell me about this guy. So we, we only have, um, originally when we started out, we had only four year-round beers. Um, we had, you know, Blonde Ale, uh, Irish Style Red Ale, uh, Milk Style with Coffee, and uh, IPA. Um, and uh, this is just, you you to, to get people in the door, you know, uh, one of the one of the beer one of the things that we hear a lot is what's your lightest beer? Or, yeah, I don't yeah. like craft. <laughs> like, what do you what do you have? And so that's what we'll always push them towards. And uh, it's usually our it's our number two seller at the brewery. Do you still get that today in 2020? Oh, absolutely. Really? Wow. Okay. Yep. They're like, oh, I like uh, I like drinking Dos Equis. What do you what do you have that's like that? Or um, you know, I don't I don't like beer. Um, okay. Which then I would kind of question why you're at a brewery in the first place. I'm on a but, date. Uh, you know, we're, we're still uh, you know <laughs> trying to be helpful and and find right. a beer that uh, you might enjoy drinking. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, they they're they're there. They don't like beer, but they want to Yelp review you. Yes, for sure. That, because you know they don't they don't have any, uh, I guess, uh, gut to kind of like take it up in person. Or, you know, talk to, talk to the tapping manager. Just uh, be yeah. real passive aggressive, be a dick on in, on the internet. There we go, David. See, there, there we go. That's there what we're we talking go. about now. <laughs> let's, get, let's, let's open the show up a little yeah. bit here. Uh, well, you also have to satisfy all your customers. That's I mean, true. That's, that's the key to sort of defend that idea. Uh, we're actually um, putting in a boxing ring in the corner, so if anybody <laughs> wants to take a number, David will be sitting there. Come on, bring it. Yeah, getting his neck massage, <laughs> <laughs> waiting for you. This is a great beer. Yeah, this is really nice. It's, super, it's very clean and crisp and accessible. And you said this is your number two seller. Yeah, we just uh, we just kind of uh, we just changed the hops. It used to be um, it used to have uh, all citra in it, but I think it was only I don't know f- four pounds or something in a in a in a fifteen barrel batch, and so wow. it's only got I think ten twelve IBUs. Um, but we just uh, swapped out some some mountain hood in it. But um, you know, really basic. We put in some mm. uh, 
some dextra malt, um, a lot of just uh, superior. We're using a, um, the Great Western, the Pure Idaho Pilsner malt. That's oh, also wow. really good. Um, and, you know, it's got a good amount of uh, acidulate in there, too. So it's got like a almost like a very slight tang and just uh, just like another just crushable, just beer drinking beer. Yeah, it has a light tartness to it. It's really yeah, nice. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, I love it. You know what I love about the beer industry is that you can have a brewery where you have your number one seller is an IPA. Yeah. And then your number two is a blonde yeah, ale. It's like, like 180 degrees. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, you know, I mean, uh, I think as the, the craft beer, um, you know, it's still, I think the momentum, at least, you know, consumers are still interested in trying, trying new breweries and, and visiting out and, uh, you know, f- to kind of help help first-time first time visitors to, you know, first-time drinkers, maybe even yeah. even craft beer to kind of have something approachable. And uh, we got some, you know, very dedicated followers of, of that beer where they'll literally drink, uh, you know, that much. They'll, that's the only beer that they'll drink and nothing else, regardless of what we have on tap. That would be me, too. <laughs> what do you think your percentage is of uh, new beer drinkers or beer drinkers who go, like, oh, I only drink Dos Equis or or whatever, versus your craft beer drinkers who come in they know what they want they know the menu they understand the beer styles what's that ratio Ooh, I, uh, I, mean, I, I don't know but just uh, make it up it's what, fun. I, yeah. what i will say about that is that there's a you know there you have you know a, a section of the customers that are you know they're creatures of habit yeah. they find that one and that's what they're going to stick with mm. and then on the flip side of that you're going to have you know customers where they, they want something new they want something different they're just wanting to just check it in on untapped and never drink it again so yeah. they kind of have to do we have kind of have to cater to both these days yeah absolutely and you know i was just curious because it, it it's this is a conversation that i think we would have had maybe five years ago yeah. maybe 10 years ago or i don't drink beer or what do you have that super light because i i guess being close to the dashboard as uh my my close personal friend likes to say it, you you sort of you don't really understand that there are other people who aren't in your circle and who don't have your knowledge base. And so for me, it's it's always weird to hear about people who don't know what a Blondale is, for example, or know what they can order off the menu that's sort of like the beer that they always drink. Yeah, so right right by the brewery, um, there's a couple of pretty big apartment complexes. So, you know, Colorado oh, and Denver in general is, you know, very fast-growing, fast-growing city, you know, fast-growing state. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you get, you get a lot of, you know, new new people coming in pretty much, you know, probably every every other week. You know, if your lease expires, you move out, and then new people come in. So we kind of have a endless stream of uh, new customers coming in just from the apartment complexes. By Got us. it. Got it. Yeah, that makes sense. Being next to an apartment complex, that's got to be pretty nice. That's great. you got a big customer base there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right, David. Well, I'll tell you what, man. We're going to take a a quick break, I don't know, about four or five minutes, and we're going to come back. We're going to drink your other two beers, and I want to talk to you a little bit more, obviously, about your brewery, but you're talking about, uh, in my notes, I see you're doing health insurance for everybody. You got four hundred one k things going on. Like you're, I want to talk to you about how you, you know, your how you approach your employees and, and becoming a, a place where people are enjoying and thriving at work rather than just grinding it out. Yeah. So I think it'll be cool. All right, cool. Uh, hang on. We'll be uh, right back. This is the session. We're hanging out with David from Comrade Brewing. Um, I guess I already said hang on. So I guess hang on, <laughs> hang on again, everybody. Again. I am a professional.
Hey, motherfuckers, this is Doug from fucking Society. You're listening to the session on the fucking Bruin Network. Fuck you. All right, welcome back, everybody. Thanks for hanging on. <laughs> Sully. Sully's here griping. And I'm not listening to him, so I don't know what's you going on. You don't listen, ever. I really don't. I just told you that I haven't eaten meat in three years, and you're like, what? Yeah. How I'm many like, times have we been out to dinner together? I don't, I don't know. Not enough, first of all. And second of all, I'm thinking of that trip we took to Catalina last year where you definitely... Anyway, uh, we're wait, ju- what happened? <laughs> yeah, nothing. Uh, we're we're back off with the air. David. From- <laughs> yeah, let's let's take this off the air, please. We're back with David from Comrade Brewing. David, are you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. All right, perfect. Thanks Excellent. for hanging out, everybody. Uh, what you, David, what are you drinking right now? What are you in drinking? your glass? What's and what's what's your scene? Are you like are you in a robe right now because you're calling in? I always wonder what the caller the callers do. When they what's call your in. scene? What's what's going on back there? Huh? Uh, I I uh, I kind of ashamed to admit it, but I'm actually trying out this dry March thing. I got some other buddies uh, that that are doing it. So dry, like, Mar- okay, dry March I'll, is I'll a thing. Guys, so okay, not going to try to not drink for this month. So dry. So when where where do we stop? Because there's dry January I've heard of, and then I guess dry February sort of spills in. But dry March seems uh, I I feel um, attacked, and I don't know why. I feel like if, if you want to be dry, you need to be dry in January. This That's it. is the first time I've heard of this. <laughs> Me too. And I'm paying attention. Yeah. Well, I, I, uh, I'm, I'm a new dad, and uh, I got oh, put on a lot of weight recently. <laughs> <so> <laughs> my, my wife's like, uh, you kind of, you really need to lose some weight. So. Oh. <laughs> Like that. I'll, I'll just, I was gonna. I was also, you know, gonna give some moral support to my other buddies who are who are doing it too. So I was like, I'll, I'll join you too. Yeah, that's real good, man. This is the first beer that I've had since Wednesday, um, but I've been sick, and then I'm kind of like, I almost don't want to have a beer tonight. I, actually, I'm not even well, having a full pint of beer. I'm having tasters. samples. Yeah. Because I don't know why there's some that's the bad boy streak in me, Sully, where I just don't want to have <laughs> You're a, beer. a bad boy dad. <laughs> <laughs> so, so if I wasn't doing this, uh, I guess you know as a brewery owner, you kind of drink a little bit differently. Where yeah. uh, you would go for the low ABV stuff, so you can still kind of get some work done. Yeah, right. And then uh, I would probably also uh, probably maybe maybe drink the the slowest moving beer to kind of help that help it. clear that tank if possible you so, are a good yeah. business owner give me five pints of that <laughs> to go i gotta uh, go strawberry vanilla stout <laughs> which i'm sure is delicious by the way uh so we have two beers left we have uh Honeyman 31 and then we have uh red con which should we have next? Yeah, what's the first one we should? Oh, uh, you had the blonde. Um, I crack open that Honeyman Thirty One. Let's go. And this is an IPA, right? Yeah. So, um, so when we first opened, Superpower was, uh, I think I mentioned earlier about the, you know, not being able to source any Amarillo, and then, you know, pretty heavy on citrus, Simcoe, um, and then added on Mosaic. It was a, it was a nightmare for us. Um, you know, as a brand new brewery to try to. I think, and, and for anybody to try to forecast the future on on how many pounds of hops that you might need. Sure. And so we wanted to have um, another IPA on, maybe uh, not quite as high octane. So this one's six and a half percent alcohol, and we call it uh, the Honeyman series. It's uh, named after the the 
Honeyman aluminum products, the, the lightweight hand truck that uh, you see pretty much all beer distributors use. <laughs> oh, yeah. There we go. <laughs> yeah. And so we call it our, our R&D IPA, our research and development. So um, we've rebrewed a few of these in the past, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, we're, we're going to just try out, you know, new, new hop com- combinations for every iteration. So, um, you know, we're going to always come out with something new, something different, and then um, this way we're not going to be, you know, pigeonholed into um, not being able to come up with the hops to brew it again. So right. kind of kind of fix, kind of take care of two different problems at the same time. Okay. Do you, do you have contracts, hop contracts? <clears throat> we do, yeah. Yep, got some, I think, maybe like 90, 90 boxes worth. It's not that much, maybe just under under 4,000 pounds, 5,000 pounds. That's pretty good. Um, but we're we're down to like five varieties now, and, and that's kind of it. If we if we need anything else, we'll kind of just maybe dig around in the spot market, or we'll yeah. we'll trade what we have for what we want. Nice, I love that. So this is the thirty first <laughs> version of this. Yep. Beer. So we put in uh, Lotus, which is a new one from uh, Lotus. It's, uh, from Hopsteiner. They call it like the orange creamsicle type uh, hop. Okay. It's got. Azaka, and I think I don't know. Is it in the sheet? I I can't remember. Uh, let me see. Nice. That's a good question. Super refreshing. Uh, Lotus Azaka and Amarillo is what I what I see. Yep. Yeah. Lotus. Yep, so, okay. So you said orange creamsicle is what you kind of get from the Lotus hops. Yeah. <clears throat> well, that's what that's what Steiner says. So. <laughs> right. What do you What <laughs> you do know, you get out of it? What do you get out of it? Because I don't I don't necessarily get orange creamsicle, although maybe. Um, maybe I, I guess, but I can't tell if it's because you just told me that, David, or um, it's actually there. <laughs> it's almost an orange peel. Um, like, unfortunately, because I'm not drinking with you, I don't remember. Um, mm-hmm. I just know that uh, this is one of the uh, this is one of our, our our more favorite ones. I think. Yeah. Um, that we've made. I think you know it's got the you know it's got that kind of orange character from the from the lotus and yeah. that grapefruit dank from the Amarillo and then Zaka's got like that resiny, it's got that like diesel oily kind of, uh, you know, hop, yeah. hop presence to it. But, you know, try to keep it, try to keep it, uh, you know, in balance as well. I definitely get the orangey and it's almost like um, the orangey circus peanut like candy, hmm. but not the, the bad part of the candy, if that makes sense. It's the like good part. Yeah. It's that flavor of of that orange um comes through and then maybe the creamsicle part is the sort of softness and roundness of that candy yeah, if that makes sense right yeah i mean yeah. to me it has like this orange rind like oily rind kind of quality to it as well yeah but softer yeah. than that yeah it's, yeah it's softer that's not bad that's it's not good. bad it's very drinkable uh it's not as bitter as the last one um so see i think it's more bitter you think so yeah i would disagree with you but go ahead do you uh, use the same malt bill every time you brew this and just change the hops? Yeah, we do. Okay. Yep. What's yeah, I try to keep it the same and then just, uh, you know, just mix up the hops. Yeah. Um, you know, for most of the for most of these beers, we just kind of um, blend them in pretty much and, uh, you know, pick three, four different varieties and kind of just blend them in equal weight. Okay. Have you had a blend that you just hated? Like, you're worried? Like, you, what, what am I drinking? Why did we brew this? Oh, uh, there's there's definitely been a few of those, and I think uh, that's like uh, a lot of the trial and error. Um, yeah, what were they? What was the, the blend? Last, I, let's see. I think the the last one I wasn't a huge fan of. I'm actually going to see if I can pull up the because I because I'd like to know, and I think everybody would like to know what what hops don't work well together <laughs> from a tested brewery, uh, a gold medal small brewery of the year brewery, winning brewery. Well, I, I 
I don't think we're, uh, you know, we, we're trying to figure this stuff our, our, ourselves, too. And, um, sure. I don't know, we had this, this last one, the, the one right before this, the Honeyman 30. It had, uh, let's see. Oh wait, no, that that was a, that one was a good one. Mosaic Amber Lookout. Maybe it was, maybe it was a twenty nine that was uh, that was a little bit different. I think it had. Uh, let me let me pull up the sheet here. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I'm curious. Because um, I don't know anything Centennial, about Hopkins. Centennial Comet Eldorado and Equinot. Mm-hmm. Um, that didn't work out. That one. Wasn't that good? I don't know. If it was, uh, <laughs> well, it's also the, plus, uh, it's also how you comment. like. If, yeah. It's also how you balance them out. Like, what do you? What's like, sort of the lead uh, hop? Or if you're just, you know, you're, mm-hmm. you're mixing it up. What are the percentages? I mean, that can have an effect as well. You know, where you're at. Oh, they're, um, they're equal in terms of weight. Oh, okay. So you're doing no. like, you know, you're if you're doing four hops, you're just it's 25 percent each uh, in terms of the dry. Yeah. Hop, so first know. four it was half pound, half pound, half pound. Okay. Uh, 20 minute half pound half pound half pound and then a little bit later on the on the higher alpha one so centennial and comet being in the 10 percent um three pounds of those each and then two and a half pounds of the eldorado and equinot and then usually a dry hop uh equal amounts of uh, each of those as well oh wow so you first wort hop these yeah, I feel like um, we're if we don't do it, it almost feels like that we are not brewing. We I think we do that with almost every beer. <laughs> <laughs> How much do you put in there? Do you put a lot? Is is it account for a lot of your bitterness? Uh, no. I mean, I, I guess it, it kind of depends on the beer. Um, you know, for like our, uh, let me see. I don't know, man. I'm, I'm maybe not the best person because I'm not really brewing anymore. So um, <laughs> that's fine. We just put a, we just put a little bit in because you get I think uh, you get some of that that flavor kind of carry through in a, in a different way at the end of the boil. Oh, absolutely, it does. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Just another little a little dimension there. Nuance. Yep. Yeah, I like this IPA. That's it's good. I like this one a lot. Yeah, it's definitely different. That's for sure. Lotus, yep, Azaka, uh, 30, and Maria. 32 will be right. coming out next next Friday. So, oh, what's in that one? What are the hops in that? Um, Can't tell you. I secret. think it might be the same, but it's in slightly different proportions. Okay. Nice. So I think we like this combo so much, we're uh, gonna just tweak it. Um, oh, nice. I haven't seen the brew sheet on that one yet, but um, I don't know this one. This one's been uh, the one that that we've been liking. Okay. What I appreciate, and again, I'm not the IPA guy, but I can also appreciate the fact that that your IPAs taste like beer, and they taste like IPAs. They don't taste like juice. Are you feeling any pressure in that sort of regard to not make these juicy, pillowy, (laughs) cloud-like IPAs that taste like orange juice, um, that you're just making actual IPAs that that are to style? Well, you know, we're we we like to make beer that we like to drink, and uh, yeah. whatever we can't finish, we uh, we sell, and that's kind of the way that we approach it. Um, <laughs> All right, you know, and we, the we just like lack that. They really lack that drinkability when it's like a you know five and a half, six Play-Doh, you know, finishing gravity beer, and, and you just have one, and you're kind of just not really feeling like drinking afterwards. Um, we've we have made, I think. Three of them. Uh, one, our first one was a collab with uh, Breakside Brewing out, out in Oregon. The second one, we did as a like a charity beer. And then the third one, okay. we just brewed um, again. I think we we're just going to give it a shot again. So this is our third hazy IPA that we brewed. And we called it Compromise Principles. There we go. Um, See, it's it's sold it's old well, but um, I don't think any anyone really any of our staff actually drank any of it. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I love that. 
I love that a lot because I, and I'm I'm the same way. I don't like those beers in general. Um, You've never talked about also that in principle, yeah. <laughs> and I get a lot of shit for it too because and actually people were telling me, well, you're going to drive people away who might be interested in drinking them, and it's like, well, I don't fucking care. First of all, <laughs> I'm sorry, my opinion my opinion doesn't have that much weight where I think it's going to influence anybody yeah. to do any fucking Plus thing at funny. all. Plus, it's funny. Plus, it's funny. But I I appreciate talking to a, a brewery who. You know, you, you dabble in it a little bit, but it's not your... It doesn't define you. It's not your focus. It doesn't define you, which is sort of more of my problem, I think, with those hazy beers, is breweries are letting like, it define themselves yeah. and change their principles. Like the famous brewery in L.A. who said no IPAs, and then suddenly that's all they're brewing is hazy yeah. IPAs, right? Like, it's you, you, you can experiment with it and, and embrace it to a certain extent because people do like it, but for the most part, you're drinking or you're, you're brewing beers that you want to brew, that you want to drink? Well, yeah, I would say, you know, running, running a business, um, ne- never say never. Yes, um, exactly. I don't think we ever plan on making one, but just seeing how popular they were, you know, we're like, okay, this, let, let's, uh, let's give this a shot, and, um, you know, we'll, 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 we'll try it out a few times and yeah. see how it goes, but we're not, like, changing our entire business model to kind of <laughs> just make these things. For sure, yeah, and I, that's what I like about the brewing sort of world in the the industry is it, it is evolving and it is changing and then you can kind of just dabble wherever you want you can sort of find your center wherever you want on the scale of of styles right what you what you want to yep. do what you want to focus on or you can just run roughshod over the whole there's every single category and just brew anything you want so what do you, how many beers yeah. do you have on tap usually at one time um, so yeah, we keep on the the three year round, and then um, we'll try to keep at least another eight to ten um, at the minimum. So come by the brew, we'll have you know we'll try to keep at least a dozen different beers on. Um, there we go. That's awesome. How do ambitious you, the brewers are. I mean, we'll, we'll get all we can put up to nineteen beers on tap at once. That's awesome. Wow. So what do you? I mean, do you, you do you like span the whole range of styles from your blonde up to like a stout of some sort or? Well. Yeah, so I mean, we'll we'll try to brew everything, a little bit of everything. We don't do um, I mean, this is going to sound crazy, but uh, let's see, fruit, vegetable, urban spice, barrel aged, and sours. Um, we don't do those, okay. but we'll do pretty much everything else. So you haven't um, done a watermelon but beer yet. Dark huh? beers, for the dark beers, uh, we we actually find that we have a lot of difficulty um, selling them. They're just uh, not not big sellers. I think people always say they huh. want stouts, but maybe we've kind of become known as that that ipa brewery and um, <laughs> they, don't, they don't come for the stouts and so uh, okay. we we used to do some stouts um we used to have one year round and you know it would take six months to go through a, a single batch oh man um, and and i was like okay i guess we're gonna just have to exit and mm-hmm. it definitely uh pissed off a lot of people and uh, but we bring it back as a winter seasonal now <laughs> yeah that would piss me off too i love stouts but also, well, I, I wish they would sell. I would, I would exactly. carry them if, if people bought them. Right, 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 right. So let, let's talk a little bit about uh, taking care of your employees. I'm reading in my notes that uh, what is it? Twenty months after you opened, you were providing health insurance to your employees. Yeah. Um, what was behind I, that decision? I mean, I know that you know, uh, you know, the the brewing the brewing industry has uh, kind of had a bad rap for you know. N- Really relying heavily on on volunteers, uh, unpaid yeah. labor, 
um, you know, pretty low pay, uh, you know, exchanging maybe, you know, a, a decrease in pay for like free beer. And so I don't, you know, I don't think to, to kind of like have this be like a, you know, respectable job. I mean, you're going to have to treat people with respect. And, um, you know, I want to make sure that I, I take care of my people. And so we kind of looked at the numbers and, you know, we're, if we were able to work, like, let's see, let's see what we can provide. Um, it was also kind of at the time when uh, the health insurance mandate came out, and you know we wanted to hold uh, hold ourselves to a higher standard. And it's like, okay, well, if a company with 50 employees are required to do this, like, I, you know, depending on you know if we're, if we're strong enough, like, cool, we only have 10 people. Let's let's just pay for everyone's health insurance. And uh, it's it's such a crazy world out there right now. I just uh, read a statistic that what 66% of all personal bankruptcies are due to medical debt. And oh, jeez. That, that is a, I mean, that is a devastating number, and, you know, we've, we've you know, as, as the labor market has tightened only just within the last couple of years, you know, people are, you know, across all industries, I think, are, are, are finding difficulty to retain and keep top talent. But, um, you know, since we've opened, um, we've never had a beer tender resign. Wow. And so we still six, so me, my brewmaster, and then four of our beer tenders, uh, we're the original, like, from day one, the the OG gang, OG crew. Yeah, I think that's, um, you know, that's something to be said about, you know, how we're able to do it. Um, yeah, for you know, sure. And as, and as we as we grew, we, you know, we were able to, you know, add in, like, 401K and with company match. So we kind of increased the benefits as, you know, as the company grows. And, wow. And um, I think the staff, staff really appreciate it. But it is... A huge expense. We've spent, you know, <laughs> hundreds of thousands of dollars over the last four years to, you know, provide these benefits. But wow, um, good for you. Yeah, absolutely. Congratulations. I, I mean, I, I exactly. think that's yeah, definitely. It sets you apart from a, a lot of businesses in general, but especially, like you said, in the brewing industry, where that's n- none of this stuff is common. I mean, I see here you even offer offer dental. A lot of businesses don't even offer yep. dental. I mean, that's. That's that's amazing. Do you find that you have less sick time? That you have more employee uptime? I guess if we can just really kind of take it down to sort of you know machines, <laughs> um, because yeah. you have full coverage. Yeah, yeah. I think. Um, well, I feel like a lot of them. I don't know. They're they maybe part of the young invincibles where they feel like that they don't ever get sick yeah. or anything. So oh, for sure. Yeah. I feel like uh, they're not using it as much as they could be. I mean, even just like a free, you know, turn your head and cough. I mean, at least do that. Hey. I'm, paying, I'm paying for it, so let's just get that done, right? Yeah. yeah. Was that kind of like what you wanted to do when you started uh, the brewery, was to offer that? Or did it just evolve? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. No, definitely. I, you know, talking to, you know, other brewery owners and, you know, it's it definitely was not something that we were able to do from day one, but it was uh, it was definitely a goal for us to do it. Um, I mean, you know, it's it's funny with the, the comrade name and, you know, if it's... Uh, I mean, I don't know if they're like, you know, socialist, com- uh, you know, company policies, but, you know, when, when the company pays for all your, your health insurance and gives you, you know, lots of benefits, I think, uh, you know, if you're an employee there, you, you really enjoy those things. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Like, you know, some people can be against the, you know, free health insurance or free health care until, until you get it. Yeah, and it's kind of nice. then then it's kind of yeah. nice. And then you sort of realize, well, look, man, you know, not to get Maybe all political, but yeah, it's like. Taxes already being pulled out for police and fire. What? Why can't they be pulled out for healthcare too? And it would end up saving a lot of people. And what I've sort of been reading, especially because it's the election cycle and whatever, but the companies who who offer 
health insurance like you're doing are finding their employees are healthier and they work they have more uptime so oh, that's yeah, why you're sure. asking that yeah i think I, less downtime less downtime there you go i like more uptime because it's like it's a glass half time. full exactly. <laughs> which is surprising for you yeah <laughs> well i hate it now i hate it and um, you did so well though let's go back to it <laughs> Thanks, feels, good. feels good yeah well yeah again david i, I think that's cool congratulations and I, I think that's even a little bit more respectable than the uh small brewing company it's a great example what should be going on yeah. there exactly uh i just opened the red con which is it's my magic number five percent you like that? Yeah, tell me a little bit about this guy, please. This is uh, kind of the, the, the our, our last year-round beer. Um, it's kind of in between the uh, you know the lightest lightest uh, beer that that we can possibly make, and not IPA, so it's a little bit maltier. Yeah. Um, it's it's nice. got crystal malts. You know, it's got a hint of you know the roast and the and the chocolate. Um, but compared to if you read like what a traditional Irish style red ale. Um, they were taught, they would, you know, mention like kind of candy-like sweetness. So we kind of like really mm-hmm. dialed that back and it's just uh, a, a lot more drinkable. Um, but while still kind of retaining that, uh, that Irish style red ale character. And uh, we won a medal uh, mm-hmm. in 2018, a bronze medal for this beer. In what Irish category? Red ale. Red ale? Okay. Uh, Irish style red ale. Oh, right, right. Nice. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, I like this beer. It's yeah. everything I like about Irish reds, but not that, again, that super cloying, sweet, you know, thing. It's a little drier than I would expect, but I I like it because the finish is biscuity toasty. And the aroma is that yeah. way too. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. No, this is uh this is great. Would it's you mind great. um what's the, the malt bill on this? Hmm, I can uh let's see, I'll I'll pull up the uh I'll have to pull up the recipe sheet. Yeah. This, Sorry man, I don't mean to make you keep digging through the archives. No, no, yeah. no problem. Um, yeah, this is uh, kind of also uh, in our maybe kind of jumps around between the third or or fourth uh, bestseller as well. So wow, kind of got uh, kind of got that loyal loyal following um, for this beer too. Which is crazy because um, you got let's say you know you got IPA, Blondale, and then the Irish Red are your top three. Um, yeah. You know, three or four, but let's just say three because it makes my story better. <laughs> it's super accessible. I mean, it's but it's got a lot of flavor. Yeah, but I think your your kudos to your locals and the people coming in that are they're trying different stuff. And that's another thing I don't really hear so much about people coming in and actually uh, tasting everything and drinking more than just that one thing that they like to hone in on. I think that happens more on. often than you realize. I Does think, it? I think the it's just because of the buzz categories, the juicies, the hazies. Yeah. Um, I'm a I little too online, so I okay. feel like whatever Twitter says, that's yeah, what it's I... It's got to be true. Yeah, right. So. <laughs> yeah, but I think if you go to a taste room and you actually see what people are ordering... Um, you're going to see like a, a, a you know and obviously this beer is still on because it's yeah. successful so um that's great. And, and we have great you know we'll have well. five other IPAs on 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 our you know rotator menu yeah. too so There'll be there, there's plenty of uh, plenty of hop options too. Yeah, that was your that was the equivalent you said. Uh, don't get carried away, Sean. We we, we, we have plenty yeah. of IPAs here. That's right. Um, yeah, so uh, I got the I got the let's see the sheet pulled up. We got some uh, okay. some Crystal ninety, Crystal fifteen, some yeah. uh, more go. Munich in here. Uh, yep. We're using uh, some Imperial some malt. Of my and malts. Just a touch of black malt. Wow, it's pretty basic. I like yeah. the the layering of the Crystal malt. I think yeah. it's effective and it comes through. Pretty nicely too. Yep, um, and then this one. Let's see. We put put. We must add some old, some some leftover Mount Hoods. Um, but I think the one that won the medal, we put Simcoe in there, and 
people were like, "Why'd you put Why'd you put Simcoe yeah, in why did Irish you? style Red Ale?" <laughs> uh, because, because we were over contract on Simcoe, okay. and that's and for no other reason than that. Uh, right, and but that's the one that won bronze. Yes. <laughs> well, if he wouldn't have had it in there, he probably would have won gold. Oh <laughs> wow! Hit him why, with why, that why. one. What category did you? What, did you, what year did you uh, enter that? Oh, uh, that was 2018. Yeah, I think I judged that category, by the way. But anyway. Um, Did you really? <laughs> I might have. I don't remember. But it's fun to tell so isn't it? Yeah, now look at your records. Now it's time for David to take a break and for you to look at your records, Sully, and determine. Let me go back. Let me look at my notes on that particular beer. Entry 35642. Yes, there you noted go. too hoppy. Yeah, I think there, there's really not that much hop in there. Uh, we put in uh, let's yeah. see, a 70-minute edition for uh, 13 BUs calculated, and so... That's that's the only hopster in it. I love this beer. Yeah, I really think it's great, beer. man. I think it's really great. Uh, well, David, hey, man, I want to thank you very much for taking time out of your uh, your night of shuffling paperwork. <laughs> yep, <laughs> and your dry march. <laughs> yeah, to come in here. Uh, if anybody's in the Denver area, check them out. Comrade Absolutely. Brewing. You go to comradebrewing.com. Do you have any events coming up, David? You want to uh, plug and maybe uh, drive anybody who might be in the Bay Area or not in the Bay Area, in the area, Denver area, to uh, to your spot? Um, yeah, we're we're gonna. We haven't really done anything special for uh, for St. Patty's Day, but we're gonna have uh, that Redcon. It's uh, gonna be aged in a uh, local Colorado uh, rye whiskey barrel. Nice. And we're gonna have uh, Irish dry stout as well um, to kind of just have that. I love and it. Our anniversary is uh, last Saturday of uh, April. Come by and for that last Sunday in April for uh, free tacos. <laughs> free tacos. <laughs> yeah, I'm all about that. All right, David. Thanks a lot, man. Thank I appreciate you. it, man. Good beers. Good yeah. talking to you. Thanks for having me on. All right. Thanks, man. Take care. Bye. Cheers. Good beers. Yeah, it was nice good stuff, range. man. Yeah, I like that, man. I That's like that my you thing. ended it with the, uh, the red here. I mean, really hey, good. I asked him. He told me to do that. Okay. Hey, just yeah, saying. Yeah, it's tasty. Just saying. It's dry, it's too. It is. It's good beer. It's complex, but drinkable. Yeah. It's that layering, man. It's that uh, crystal malt layering. Yeah, you said that a couple of times. You like that. Yeah, I do. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh, you mentioned that, and, uh, you know, stop mentioning it is really what I'm I'm hearing. Just having fun. (laughs) Well, that's good, Sully. You know what we like to do is have fun here on this show. I don't know if you knew that or not about anything, but... It's about um, having fun. Friends having fun. That's right. Uh, No, that's not the right... That's not the right one. What are you doing over there? You're clicking around. Yeah, I'm clicking around, man. I'm trying to find this uh, this read, but I don't see it. Oh, is it this one? It's to the left. Okay. Yeah, there you go. go. You got it. You got it? Yeah. Okay, good. Okay, you ready? Go ahead well, and do it. Well, you know what? <laughs> Actually, this speaks to me. Thin is in. Oh. Okay. They say, but what's good about a thin steak? I mean, nothing, I guess. Or a thin wallet. Or, in my case... Thinning hair. Ah. Did I tell you that I'm going to do, the, I'm trying to do the pony. I'm trying to do the bald ponytail <laughs> tracksuit look. Yeah, yeah, okay. I'm trying. Look, look yeah. at the back of my hair. Yeah. Look at that. It's coming down. Yeah. You got to keep it going. I got to keep it going, That's baby. Good. It's going to be great. <laughs> That's my thing. The answer to these rhetorical questions is nothing. Nothing is good about these things. So why then is every brand of men's body wash so weak and watered down? Any argument for using this crap is pretty thin, Sully. <laughs> Enter Thick, a new product from Duke Cannon Supply Company. Thick earns its name by being three times thicker 
than common body washes. It's the high viscosity alternative to watching your money run down the shower drain. Thick comes in a big ass container that you crack open like a beer. And it comes in four distinctly masculine scents that won't leave you smelling like a teenage boy. Thin is out. Thick is in. It's thicker than teenage boy wash. (laughs) That's right. And thicker than teenage boys, if you know what I'm trying to say. These are big bottles, baby. This smells great. Yeah, which one do you have? I've got the um, citrus sandalwood and oak moss. What's it called? Uh, it's, a name oh, it's for called it. uh, High Viscosity Body Wash. Accomplishment. There you go. <laughs> smells like accomplishment. Sorry, I'm, I had to find it. What I like about these, like the, 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 it's a lot like me. It's sh- short but thick. And I'm not, I'm, I'm tall guy, so you know what I'm talking about. Um, Duke Cannon Thick High Viscosity Body Wash. Nine bucks a piece or all four for $30. You can check these out online. Uh, Accomplishment, like you have, Sully, is a modern and clean citrus profile balanced with sandalwood and oak moss. I guess it doesn't get too sweet. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's Uh, a good balance. Yeah. Naval Supremacy, which is, I have the uh, soap version, the the bar version of that, and I I think it's my favorite scent. Uh, They say it's a refreshing ocean scent with notes of fresh water, musk, and bergamot. Uh, Old Glory, which is this one here, which I also have, I think, a bar of. A rich, sophisticated, and classically masculine scent, which is also me. This is basically (laughs) the JP line of soaps. Uh, Blends notes of tobacco, cedarwood, and amber. And then Productivity, which Bev selfishly stole from Sam, which I find the the name ironic in that regard, is an invigorating and uplifting combination of peppermint, Pine and eucalyptus. Nice. Yeah, which is pretty cool. Um, so if you've had enough of the thin gruel that is your current body wash, check out Thick. It's made with plant-based thickeners for our superior lather, and it's made in the United States. You're not going to need that gross loofah anymore. And as an added bonus, when you have the 17-and-a-half-ounce bottle of Thick, you're getting in a light arm workout. <laughs> it is pretty heavy. It is pretty heavy, yeah. right? So check out DukeCannon.com. Use the promo code BREWING. Bev, that's brewing. Remind me uh, for fifteen percent off your entire brewing. order. Free shipping with orders over thirty-five bucks. A range of Duke Cannon men's premium products are also available at your local Target. But you don't need to go there. I, it, go to go to DukeCannon.com. Use that, that promo code Brewing. You save fifteen percent. Tell them uh, basically that's your way of saying thanks for supporting the Brewing Network. I like it. Also says never test it on animals, just bad interns. And there's another little phrase here they have. It's like not for clowns. <laughs> Very <laughs> clever. Love it. It's fun and it smells great and it works great. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna shower. I'm actually gonna to take this one home. Which one are you gonna take? I'm gonna take the accomplishment. You're gonna take accomplishment home. Yeah. All right. I think I'm gonna take naval supremacy because honestly, that's what I showered with today to come here. I can tell. And then I put on the Duke Cannon um, solid cologne. Put that on, so I'm like a tracksuit. Do can it out, baby. I'm 100 percent American right now, baby boy. I think they need a spokesman right here. <laughs> well, I mean, show they, up at events. They they got one. Hi, I'm a spokesman. Ew, gross. It's you. Don't sell yourself short. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Anyway, we're gonna take another break. We're gonna come back. We're gonna wrap things up here, everybody. We're gonna talk about the Twitter game. So if you haven't checked that out, please check that out now. And then we're going to leave. It's my uh, campaign slogan. O'Sullivan 2020. 
<laughs> need like, right. like a bunch of echo behind that too. Oh, I wish I could do that. All right, hang on, everybody. It's the session. We'll be right back. had this much fun since Doc fell off a stripper pole. I don't know if I've said that before, Bev, but I have a bar of this. We could trade. We could trade. It'd be nice. Care, actually, do me a favor. Come smell me since I just washed with this basically today. And then um, we're, we're talking about trading each other's thickness. <laughs> Bev, can I trade my thickness for your thickness? Sounds like a Taylor Swift song for some reason. Oh, yeah, I could get behind that. Smells like productivity, peppermint, pine, and eucalyptus. I don't know. Do you want to trade? Do you want my naval supremacy for your productivity? Yeah, well, you figure it out. Welcome back, everybody. It's the session. Doing a little wrap-up here, but before we do that, of course, where the fuck is the thing? Sully, I hate everything. All right, here we go. Are we in the air? We're on the air, man. Oh, oh, sorry. Yeah. Sully's texting. I don't know what he's doing. Swiping. <sighs> Just uh, content together here. <laughs> well, I have breaking news, Sully. This important PSA is brought to you by Manscaped.com, which is, this is your pubic service announcement, Sully. I need, wait, wait, I mean, let me listen up. <laughs> That's right. The word, even the word pubic excites Sully now. He's so old. It's like, ah. Uh, after more than 18 months of research and development, the Manscaped engineering team has confirmed that they have successfully created the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created. Huh. The new trimmer was just released moments ago, and we're the first to confirm the new improved Lawnmower 3.0 Manscaping trimmer is now available for purchase. It's the third generation Manscaped trimmer, and it features a cutting edge ceramic blade to prevent manscaping accidents. Millions of balls are about to be nick free thanks to Manscaped advanced skin safe technology. If you use Lawnmower 2.0, if you were the uh, one of the early adopters from uh, this show, it's an easy transition because it's the same replacement blade with a new and improved skin-safe technology. And when we say premium, it's premium. The battery, it's a 90-minute battery. That's a good 90 long minutes. time. That's a good long you can time. Take care of business. You could really really get in there and take care of business. So, yeah. In a pinch, I used Sam's 3.0. But, <laughs> okay. but how were your balls? Not on my balls. Okay. Okay. Well, that's good. I actually use it on my underarms. <laughs> <laughs> and I just want to say that All right. they were quite smooth. Like you can't. I can't really use like electric clippers on your arms because you want like a smooth, close shave. It was pretty damn close. So I haven't. Did used... it require the whole 90 minutes though? <laughs> it did not because well, Beth has I, deep armpits. I, so yeah. yeah, it took ninety minutes just because of the different angles. <laughs> That's right. I haven't I used mine yet, so it, does it get like smooth, like smooth, smooth, or is there some stubble, or can you adjust that? I don't know any of these. So things. I used it with no guard. Okay, no and guard. I would say right, that right, it right, was right. well, yeah, because I wasn't shaving my balls. Right. Um, <laughs> but, well, maybe you actually, should think about doing that because it was. It I've was, seen you in shorts. Rude. Yeah. It was incredibly smooth and easy. I mean, for an electric razor, it was smooth and it was easy yeah, yeah, and it yeah. did not nick or pinch. 
Well, that's good. That's and perfect. That's here's, what you want. Did you try to nick or pinch? Because I, I was not careful. I would do that. <laughs> well, I mean, that's to be, but it's to be expected. But did you did you try like I'm really going to dig in? Because that's what I would do. Is like go. I want to see like, if this is going to. You test it. Yeah. I would say that if I were using other clippers, I don't. I don't think I actually tried to hurt myself. But if I were using other clippers, I would have. Okay, so you tried because you trusted the Manscaped 3.0 technology. I did see and you didn't even know you did I, honestly you're kind of right yeah did you use the light i mean it's, it's on but it did you find the light helpful yeah 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 and i think it helped yeah as a led light which illuminates grooming areas like armpits for example for a closer and more precise trimming uh, they've also upgraded to a 7000 rpm motor with quiet stroke tm technology which makes me horny and let's not forget about the charging stand show your mower off loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is a rapid charging dock powered by usb so trim that junkie yours get 20 percent off plus free shipping with code what is the code b and army i believe so yes. we should probably look at that it's not on the read no Oh, Jay's going to read again, come back and listen to this. I'm like, come on, you guys. And we're all going to get fired <laughs> again. Again. I really should look. I think it is being army. It makes sense that it would be being army. Um, but let's see what it is. And see, it's not even it doesn't even say anywhere. I don't know. It's a being army. How about that? So it's definitely being army or brewing. It's one of those two. All right. So check out being army or brewing. I'm going to upload. It's brewing. I had to open up the brewing. old. The, yeah, it says in the old read. Okay, well that's good to know. It's <laughs> it's brewing. Remember, they're both brewing. They're both brewing. All right, there you go. I feel stupid, but then again, I'm also not paying attention at this time because I'm doing the Twitter game. So I forget. I'm stupid. Twenty percent off and free shipping, which is awesome. To be honest with you, twenty percent off. Lot. Yeah, at uh, use code brewingmanscaped.com. 20% off free shipping, manscaped.com. The Manscaped 3.0, the Lawnmower 3.0, I should say. All right. That's enough of that. We're going to wrap up the Twitter game and then we're just going to get out of here, I guess. So it's going to be an easy, this is an easy time. It's been a good show. Yeah. I think so too. I'm excited about it. I love it. Twitter game brought to you by the 21st Amendment. <laughs> Sully, what do you have going on in the 21st well, Amendment? Uh, well, I just got back from LA, actually. Oh yeah, uh, I was down there. I go down there every year for the LA IPA Festival at the Mohawk Bend um, in uh, oh, where is it? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, it's been a long weekend, folks. In LA, you yeah, already said yeah, yeah. Uh, Echo Park, I believe. Okay, um, right, right, right. And That's uh, near Eagle Rock. it's great. It's you know it's uh, Tony Ano's place, um, and he puts this festival on and just invites down a bunch of brewers, and we kind of all hang out. And uh, Roger Davis was there from uh, from Faction. Okay, right, right. And uh, a whole bunch of us. Um, Alex was there from Three Weavers, and I, I'm not going to name everybody, but uh, no, you should <laughs> alphabetically, please. Okay, uh, by region. Yeah, Julian was there from Beechwood. Yeah, there uh, you David go. Clean was there from Admiral Malting. So just to name a few, but it's a lot of fun. I mean, you kind of go down there, and it's uh, and we're judging. IPAs, it's all West Coast style IPAs. So, right. um, and you know, there's it's here's a question: a lot of beers there. Do you get paid for that? Uh, do actually, they pay nobody like else does, but I do. No, yeah. no, no, I go down there because I enjoy. You go down there, yeah. okay? All right. You know, go down there. Uh, you know, part of our sales team uh, shows up. So, because uh, I was going to say, well. I would like to do that, but then I, I just I can't afford to do it. So then I went like, well, I want to be invited, but then I don't because I don't want to pay three hundred dollars well, in airfare. Y y you would be invited, but anyway. Um, <laughs> 
shit. Yeah, so it's just it's a lot of fun. And I mean, when you win this thing, you really win it. I mean, it's a big deal. Um, so, yeah. I mean, this year's winner was this uh, from North Park uh, Beer Company in uh, in North uh, San Diego County. Um, they won. Um, Second place was actually Heal the Bay IPA by Victor Novak at uh, Golden uh, Golden Road. Oh, nice! Uh, yeah, uh, and then uh, local favorite uh, Fieldwork Brewing Company won third place with Boss of the Plains. Uh, so these are like, I mean, you're you know you're you're judging these IPAs, and there's there's some clunkers, you know, but uh, sure. there's definitely I mean all world class beers across the board, yeah. and they run a great event, and they have people waiting in line to get in, and the whole place is packed. It's of course, just, of course they it's, do. It's just a it's just a great it's a great scene. It's just a lot of fun. I mean, I, I like cool. going down there because you get to connect with the other brewers and the people that you see every year. Friends of mine because they used to live in LA show up, and so it's a it's a great time. And then nice. there's a there's a there's a great uh, bar down the street called the Tiki Tea. Okay. Which is, uh, which is, you know, your Sounds favorite. Sounds like right up my alley. Yeah, you'd, you'd enjoy that. So, yeah, definitely uh, when you're, look for it every year around this time. Okay. You should get down there. And you should come down. I think it'd be fun. You find me next door at the Tiki Bar. <laughs> Man, those IPAs yeah, were, like, were great. Were great, yeah. Yeah, my third, like, suffering bastard or some shit. Like, oh. <laughs> Ray's mistake. <Quite> amazing. <laughs> Space pilot. When are you, and are you, and are you looking forward to bringing Ian, uh, your son Ian, to any of these events? Is he into, is he into it? Well, he's only he's almost seventeen. Yeah. So he's not into it yet. Um, I I don't know. I probably would. I mean, if he's interested in it. But I mean, to me that not that would like, be cool. I think it would yeah. sound fun to like break to like to this thing where you know bring him down. Yeah, sort of sh- sort of show him the ropes a little bit about <laughs> tasting <laughs> beer. Do an IPA festival. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, he might he might enjoy it. I mean, it's a it, it is work. You know, you do sure. you, know, you are there. You, you're you're on. You're doing your thing. Uh, but it's a lot of fun. It's fun work. So yeah. I mean. I mean, I think he'd rather, you know, I don't know, do something else maybe. But you That's never right. know. Video games with me. <laughs> That's right. You guys playing? What's your? What's the game you guys play? Because you do play games together. Division two. Yeah, that, that's the new one. Because it was three bucks online. Yes. It was three bucks. I mean, he how turned to me. Goes like, it? Dad, can I get this? It's two ninety nine. It was like uh, Jason's trying to you know, get me to, to get it. I was like, Yeah, you should get it. <laughs> Actually, I love watching you guys play together. Yeah, because it's funny. <laughs> it is funny. I do like it. It's a good time. Yeah. All right, let's do the Twitter game, Sully. Let's do it. So what was the question? Is uh, come up with your campaign slogan because you're running for president. That's, that's, that's right. I am, actually. <laughs> Super Tuesday is coming up. So we had a, a, a few good ones. Uh, honestly, Bev doesn't think so, but what does she know? <laughs> she doesn't know anything about anything, really. So, Sully, you're going to have to keep track of these for me, okay? Okay. All right. Um, our friend Gordon Strong. Oh, Gordon. Yeah, which he, I think his comment is like... Uh, just showing his age, uh, a watermelon in every pot. Because it wasn't that like an FDR thing, where it's like a yes. chicken in every pot or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I like Gordon. Yeah, old, That's good. Old ass Gordon. No, I love. Him. I what love are you Gordon. talking about? Hopefully, I'll see him kidding. down at CBC uh, in April. I love. Uh, I love or Gordon. World Beer Cup. There you go. Um, let's see. Barley Boy Sully Crosley, twenty twenty, bringing the wetness factor back. I like that. That ties in an old slogan. That's right. That we into a this year's uh, election. Uh, the twenty. This is from the Rev. The Twenty Eighth Amendment. Sully legalizes weed and monopolizes on cannabis infused beer called Old Red Eyes. Instead of watch out, it's Sully Twenty Twenty. Hey man, just chill. I'm totally writing this down, and I'm actually <laughs> going to make a million dollars off this. I think. I think you should. Um. Let's see. We got a couple more here. Uh, 
think that's probably it. I mean, there's some good ones. There's some good ones, but I think that's it. You want one more? Um, Yeah, we only have three. Ooh, yeah, Bev, you were right. This is hard. This is tough. <laughs> what was you her, read what, what, the three that I thought were funny. <laughs> what, what was what was Bev's, uh, what was her what was her comment? They were. I don't know. <laughs> they were. Uh, Gulpo, make clear IPAs great again. Okay, that's not bad. Yeah, it's sort it's of relevant, bad. right? So, what do you think? What do you think the winner is? Well, since it's my campaign, I should choose, right? You should choose. That's right. We don't even get a vote. That's how democracy works. (laughs) (laughs) The person with the most money in the room elects the winner of the thing. I'm not in that room. Who is that person? And that's called delegations, (laughs) right? Stay in the corner over there. That's right. Uh, Well, read them again. What was the first one? I don't know. You're supposed to write them down. No, this is what you do all the time. It was Gordon Strong. Gordon Strong, a watermelon in every pot. Like that one a lot. All right. Um, Barley Boy with Sully Crossy 2020, bring the wetness factor back. And then uh, the third one, make clear IPAs great again. You left out the weed one. Oh, that's right. Uh, 28th Amendment, where you legalize weed and cannabis. Uh, or legalize I mean, weed and monopolize is, cannabis hard. or whatever. I mean, this is really hard. I, I mean, know. these are solid. So, you know, I don't know if you've ever done this before, but I think everybody wins. Can we do that? Bev just gave you the screw eye because <laughs> now she has to reach out to four people. Right, Can we do that? Is that's what Sully wants? Yes. He's a sponsor of the segment. I don't care. Sure. <laughs> all everybody wins. You, these are amazing. All four of you send me an email and I'll eventually send you a T-shirt. <laughs> and my guess is Justin going to call me up like in an hour going like, you did what? <laughs> no, it's fine. Eventually. I'll eventually well, send you, send you a t-shirt. It was easier when it was like all, I could just do it. I could just log into our t-shirt supplier and do it. But now I have the t-shirts in a suitcase in my storage room, my storage closet. You want me to so re-vote? I have to, so I have to like go in, find the size, package them up myself, go to the post office, which oh nobody my, wants yeah. to do. Oh, geez. So. That's why I say eventually, because I only go to the post office like once a month. What do you think people would rather do? Go to the post office or hear you complain about going to the post office? I like yep. To... <laughs> okay. Got it. Well, I could pick one if you want. I just, I just like, left <laughs> no, down. No, 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 I no. thought they were really good, though. I mean, you know, no, it's watermelon. Fine. You know? Everyone wins. There you go, there Sully. You go, whatever. <laughs> Honestly. This is my last uh, per- uh, appearance on the show. <laughs> Honestly, maybe two of them will actually email me. That's okay. right. Like... Gordon, Twitter don't forget to email. Never email me. Yeah, Gordon. <laughs> on the computer. All right. That was fun. Mix it up. Come yeah, it's on. good times. Yeah. All right, well, I think we're out of here. Let oh, yeah? find my clothes. Well, yeah, I mean, that's it. That's all I got to talk about. That's good. I guess, is it? I don't know, man. I have my kid's second birthday on on Saturday. I think I'm That's in town. Weird. I think we're going to come. I think you should. Finally, you should come to my house. I you haven't been to my house. I know. It's like, uh, it's I... like the opposite of Bev, where I invite you all the time, but you've never been. But Bev never invites me, and I've never been to her new house. So I'll run your pizza oven. That's how it works. Please do. That's rusting in the backyard. It kind of is. But that's right. We're going to have a jumpy house. Is it a castle or a giant frog? I think it's a tiki jungle bar oh, thing. I'm there. I'm yeah, there. it'll I'm be there. it'll be a good time. My kid will be serving punch to everybody. 
I, don't know, I think I'm gonna make a punch though. Yeah, right. little, yeah why not? Fuck it. We'll get everybody completely hammered. Because I'll bring my ears up uh, cu- uh, glasses. Please. Well, we have. To. Uh, I think a lot of the people <laughs> who are gonna be there are gonna be like, oh, you know, I drink Bud Lights or whatever, and they have no idea what a tiki punch is gonna be, and I think it's gonna knock people out. This is sweet. It tastes <laughs> fruity. Yeah. There's no alcohol in here, is there? I want more. <laughs> All right. Thanks a lot, everybody, for tuning in, and we will see you next week. I believe it's Federation Brewing is on uh, next Correct. week. All right. That'll be a good time. Um, yeah, listen to other uh, Brewing Network shows. You could say, like, Heads and Tails, but we don't have anyone booked, so that's not happening. Dr. Homebrew, I think, is recording next week. Yeah. Um, all sorts of fun shows here on the Brewing Network. Thank you very much. Take care of each other. Goodbye. Goodbye.